0: That's nwretention.com. Use the promo code JESSE. Get you 10% off. We have a problem at our border, and it's about to be a big problem. We're going to talk about that tonight. Andrew Cuomo has a big problem, too, but I have a little bit of a different take on that. All that and more coming up right now on I'm Right. I have always said you can tell how much somebody loves America by their stance on immigration, on illegal immigration. You'll hear it all the time on the right. It drives me crazy of, well, I'm kind of an immigration squish. Well, I mean, look, I'm okay on some illegal... I'm okay on... the. You know what that tells me? You don't genuinely love the United States of America. You don't. You don't. You may think you do, but you don't really. Because the most overused, overrated word in the world is inclusive. People love using that word. They love it. Oh, I I wish we were more inclusive. Oh, I'm so glad that company's inclusive. Oh, our military should be inclusive. America should be inclusive. You know, here's the reality about you and me. It's a fact. You want everything you care about to be exclusive. That's a fact. You don't just let anybody inside your home. Someone comes knocking at night, you don't like the look of them, you're not letting them in. If you like the look of them, you're probably not letting them in. Why? Why? Why are you so exclusive? Why aren't you being inclusive? Fellas, do you want some dime with a great personality to marry someday? Oh, you do? Why aren't you being more inclusive? Ladies, do you want a successful man who will care for you and love you the rest of your life? Or do you want some 450 pound dude who's been unemployed for five years and isn't even looking for a job? Oh, oh, you want the first one? Why? That's not very inclusive. And by the way, this is no judgment. I'm exclusive. You are too. It's just people don't like to talk like that. You're exclusive about everything you care about. Everything you truly care about. Your home, your spouse, the people who who watch your kids, probably your car, your job. You want the best job humanly possible. Why? Why are you being so exclusive? So when it comes to things like illegal immigration, why are you a squish is the word? I don't understand. I don't understand. How could you be so exclusive? inclusive about something if you actually care about that something. If you care about the United States of America, then here's the truth. You genuinely want the people coming in, to be the right kinds of people. You want them to be, the the amounts to be monitored, you want them to be controlled because that's what every sane nation in the history of mankind has done when it comes to their immigration policy. If you're, I mean, obviously the leftists hate this country, that's not news, but if you're open borders, you hate the United States of America, you do. That's not exactly news from the left. And if you're on the right and you're, well, I mean, we should let some, okay, you hate the country too, you do. Maybe you don't think you do, but you do. Because if you loved it, if you really, really loved it, then you wouldn't be so inclusive. You would be very exclusive. The Joe Biden administration has a big problem. A big problem. You see, here's something, it's, it's tough for us to understand. I, I, I have a hard time wrapping my mind around this sometimes too because we focus on ourselves. We're all selfish human beings. What we don't get is other countries have TVs too is some poor Central American country in Honduras. I don't know if you know this. They have television sets. People sit and they watch said television sets, just like they do here in the United States of America. They are very aware. We really don't get this. Other countries in the world are very aware of what American politicians are saying on those television sets. Because we're Americans and we're used to being the biggest, most powerful country in the world. We don't do that. You haven't watched what another world world leader has said on TV in years. Maybe ever in your lifetime. I do this for a living. I don't remember the last time I sat down and watched something another world leader had to say. That's not how it is in other parts of the world. When an American senator, when an American president, when an American candidate to be president speaks, people watch. People listen. They want to know what we're saying, what we're doing. That's part of ha- being in leadership. You don't realize it, but you're in leadership. When Democrats run for president on the platform of, well, we're going to be the ones who let everybody in. Just throw open the gates. I mean, we don't want to be meanie McMean faces. We want to be nice. They're watching too. These illegal immigrants or potential illegal immigrants are watching too. And you know what they see? Well, <sighs> If Trump gets elected, there's going to be more more border enforcement. Ooh, but if Biden gets elected, honey, it might be time to pack your bags. If Biden gets elected, we're going north. And look, he gets elected, and we have the Department of Homeland Security Head saying things like this:
1: Do you believe that right now there's a crisis at the border?
0: I think that the uh, um, the answer is no. Uh, I think there is a challenge at the border that we are managing.
1: Your predecessor, Jay Johnson, he said that a thousand illegal border crossings a day constitutes a crisis, that it overwhelms the system. We're at between three and 4,000 now, according to C D P officials. So
0: uh,
2: how is this not a crisis?
0: Um, I have explained that quite clearly. I, um, uh, we are challenged at the border. The men and women of the Department of Homeland Security uh, are meeting that challenge. challenged? Let me ask you, look at this. Does this look like a crisis? Does that look like it's a kind of a big deal? Or does that look like just a challenge we're going to meet? You know the deal. And then here's the here's the real thing. This is This is the truth. Before I get to the kids in cages stuff, here's the real truth. You live in, if you're an American in 2021, I know we have some international viewers appreciate you. But if you're an American in 2021, You live in the most technologically advanced society in the history of mankind, all right? You live in the wealthiest country in the world. You have the most powerful military in the world. If the people in charge of this country wanted the southern border controlled, I promise you the southern border would be controlled. That is a fact. It is not difficult for the most powerful nation in the history of the world to secure its southern border. The reason it's not controlled is because they don't want it controlled. That is a fact. And, you know, you remember the concentration camps, kids in cages, all that rhetoric stuff we heard on the border. You remember it, right? We have concentration camps. There are literal concentration camps. Well, here's the deal. We have people flooding into the border right now. They're being held in, we're told, containers, but... We don't know exactly the conditions they're being held in. Why? Because get this, I know you're going to find this shocking. Coronavirus is being used as an excuse for why the media is not allowed to tour these facilities. You do realize, as we just pause for just a moment, how much coronavirus is a benefit to the Joe Biden administration. Look, Donald Trump is president right now for another four years, if not for the idiotic coronavirus lockdowns uh, that he himself pushed in the beginning. But that's aside. Without coronavirus, Donald Trump's still president. Without coronavirus, let's assume Joe Biden wins. Without coronavirus, Joe Biden, Joe Biden doesn't have a reason to hide in his basement. You see Joe Biden once every two or three days, 15 minutes at a time, and then he disappears again always with the coronavirus excuses. Well, look, I've got my mask on. I uh, don't want to die coronavirus. Oh, reporters? Oh, you would like access to where these people are being held in containers? Oh, oh, what sorry. Coronavirus. Can't do that. Coronavirus has been the ultimate, the ultimate avenue for people to give up their freedom in this country. And here's what makes me so mad about it. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent here. We let them have it. All they had to do was threaten us with death. Go home or you're all going to die. Most of the country did. Most of the country did. All right. Let's get on to this before I leave. Dr. Seuss. Everybody knows the Dr. Seuss books, Green Eggs and Ham and whatnot. Well, You were never under the impression that there was going to be a stop to this, right? To the cancel culture stuff. This actor has to be canceled. This politician has to be canceled. This private businessman has to be canceled. This movie has to be canceled. This book has to be canceled. There's never an end to what communists will destroy. Again, these people are communists. These are cultural Marxists. Communists never, ever, 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 get to a place where they look around and say to themselves, you know, I'm good. I think we got it all. It is a religion of domination. Even once they get it all, they just turn on themselves and start eating themselves. They don't know how to stop. You remember, they got, they got Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> I can't. I can't. And, and you know, this honestly, this is disheartening. You and I saw the Mr. Potato Head thing, and we rolled our eyes. I mean, it's not like I think you actually genuinely care about Mr. Potato Head, nor do I. We rolled our eyes, but it's an indication that they'll, they won't stop at anything. But you and I thought to ourselves, these people are insane. Uh, Morning Consult did a poll. You think it's insane. I think it's insane. Democrats don't think it's insane. You see, the majority of everyone, except Democrats disapproved of the canceling of Mr. Potato Head. That's right. Except Democrats. Democrats looked and thought, oh, I can see that. Yeah. Needs to be more gender neutral. Tell me again why we're still doing this. Tell me again why we're still pretending we're one nation. We're not one nation. And people are balkanizing already, as I've told you to do so. I've told you, Look, if you can do it with your job and your family, move. Move to a red state. Make it redder. Get involved in your local community. Focus on local politics. Make sure you have a solid group around you of people who think and feel and act the way you do. That is important. People are already doing it. They're just doing it quietly. Did you see the Golden Globe ratings? Look, I'm not going to break down Golden Globe ratings because clearly you don't care about the Golden Globe, but it was dreadful. And I saw a couple highlights. I'm not going to bother playing you any sound from them. But of course, it was everything you'd think. I, I, I just want to say there, there aren't enough black people in this group. People are tired of being lectured. When they're, when they're off work, done with family, put their feet up on Sunday, they don't want to hear an NFL star whining about the police. Shut up and go make a million dollars and play football. When they get tired at night and they get home from work and they turn on the Golden Globes, they don't want to see those two idiots you just saw on the television lecturing them about skin color. Shut up and go make a movie. People are already turning the channel, turning off the TV entirely. And that's a good thing. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Now, this is what I'm worried about. I'm genuinely worried about this because this kind of thing has happened to me before. When I tell you about home title theft, people think, "Ah, oh, Jesse, you're just you're just talking about home title lock because you had a bad experience." I mean, look, that's partially true, but part of it is this: I don't want the email after the fact that says, "Jesse, I should have listened to you. They hacked into my home title and ripped me off, and now I'm on the hook for tens of thousands of dollars." I can't do anything for you then. Home title lock can't do anything for you then. By then, that toothpaste is out of the tube, baby. Get home title lock now. Now to make sure any tampering gets shut down instantly. They will steal your home title and they will take a loan out against it and you're going to pay it back. Go to hometitlelock.com. That's hometitlelock.com. Use the promo code radio. That gets you 30 days for free. We'll be back. I've got to burst your bubble. I don't want I don't want to burst your bubble. But as you know, I have this burden of being the oracle where I see everything that's happening. And I'm telling you right now, there's somebody you think is going down and he's not going down. But here's the deal, just to recap everybody for Andrew Cuomo. As you and I well know because we were talking about this almost a year ago, Cuomo could not possibly have handled coronavirus in the state of New York any worse than he handled it. He actually insisted on a policy that COVID patients would be sent back into nursing homes where the vulnerable people are. 15,000, 17,000. We don't know what the numbers are as of right now because you can't seem to get straight answers on anything. But one thing we do know is thousands, thousands of our most precious people, our elderly people are now dead because of Andrew Cuomo. That is a fact. But of course, because it was all about get Trump. The media not only excused Andrew Cuomo, they only covered up for Andrew Cuomo. They celebrated him. They gave him an Emmy. He's he's, he's, he's publishing books on, on crisis leadership during the time when he's murdering people. I'm not making this up. And this is what the left does. Remember this. The left does not go after their own, except in some situations. I'll explain in a minute. The left actually promotes their own. The great Rush Limbaugh used to talk about that all the time. They promote their failures. And so what's the latest thing on Andrew Cuomo? Well, I don't know what to say. The guy comes off as a pretty bad creep. Not that I've ever really covered those types of things much on the show. I can never sort through what's real, what's a political hatchet job. I will simply say the most recent accusations are Andrew Cuomo on camera telling some reporter that he wants her to... It doesn't matter. it, it, it It's a little bit gross. I'm not going to say it on the show. And the newest accuser of Andrew Cuomo says that he came up to her and placed his hand on her back. Then she moved his hand away, at which point in time he did that picture we just showed you of him grabbing her face. That is the accusation at this time. Fellas, keep your hands to yourself. It's gross. It's gross. Just just keep your hands to yourself. Especially, look, there's a different kind of mentality out there and certainly not a healthy one. If you approach a woman, place your hand on her back, she slaps your hand away, and then you grab her face, you're probably not doing that great mentally, certainly not doing great with the whole respecting other people's personal space thing. But all that aside, all that aside, why is that the biggest deal right now? Oh, don't get me wrong. It matters. Uh, Fellas, like I said, keep your hands to yourself. Don't be a creep. But don't you think the media is focusing on that for a different reason? The media is choosing to focus on these accusers to distract you, to distract me. Distract from what? Oh, the fact that the media helped Andrew Cuomo cover up the death of thousands. Andrew Cuomo should be under a horrible scandal spotlight right now. And yeah, the the harassment stuff can be part of it. But Andrew Cuomo should be under a scandal spotlight because he's responsible for death. A lot of it. Let's keep the big deal the big deal. I'm not going to chase the new shiny object the media wants me to chase. Oh, this is outrageous. He's a harasser. None of you actually care about that. They've covered up their harassers forever as long as he's marching along the way they want him to march. They're all doing this so you and I won't say to ourselves. I remember the media covering up Andrew Cuomo, celebrating Andrew Cuomo's COVID performance. What was his COVID performance? What did he really do? Because that is the real story here. But now it is time for me to burst your bubble. Andrew Cuomo is not going down for this. I know that's the popular take right now. Everybody and their brother's out there telling you, Andrew Cuomo's going down. This is the end. Oh, I can feel it. Oh, there's so much. You know about politics, right? You do. You watch my show. You think federal politics is scummy? State and local politics is so much scummier than federal politics because it doesn't have the same spotlight on it. State politics in New York totally different ballgame. The Cuomo family is so wired in there. His freaking dad was governor. They're so wired in with more powerful people in powerful places than you can possibly fathom. He's going to lawyer up and already has with the best lawyers out there. He's going to weather this storm because his name is Andrew freaking Cuomo. Do not get your hopes up again. Do not ever do that again. Don't ever be that person at the next rally thinking that Hillary Clinton's ever going to jail for anything. Powerful people, especially powerful Democrats, do not go down. It hardly ever happens. Andrew Cuomo ain't going to be the first. Sorry to repeat myself tonight, but I know that made you uncomfortable. But I'm right. All right, we got Sarah Gonzalez. We got Kira Davis. It's going to be a great show. Hang on. Well, as you know, this Cuomo thing is getting bigger and bigger, and nobody in the United States of America takes a politician sexually harassing women more seriously than Hillary Clinton. She came out and she had this to say, these stories are difficult to read, and the allegations brought forth raise serious questions that the women who have come forward and all New Yorkers deserve answers to. I'm glad to see that there will be a full and independent and thorough investigation. Sarah... Call me crazy, I think Hillary Clinton is seriously concerned about this. Joining me now, Sarah Gonzalez, host of the News and Why It Matters on The Blaze.
2: Yeah, Jesse, I have to say first, I was getting a little concerned when you said uh, the Andrew Cuomo thing is getting bigger and bigger as to where you were going. Uh, but now I, I understand where you were going with it, with Hillary Clinton. Uh, you know, there is no one more hypocritical when it comes to the hashtag MeToo movement than Hillary Clinton, who, as we know, you know, not only helped hide dozens and dozens of, you know, allegations against her husband, but also really there are reports that she allegedly was very, very intimidating to these women who came forward. So, you know, if Hillary Clinton is uh, is coming out against it, I'm sure the accusations will be dealt with accordingly, uh, you know, it, as long as Hillary Clinton is involved. But in all seriousness, I do think it is interesting to see this dynamic of all of these these people who, you know, are used to protecting their own, now coming out and jumping on the bandwagon of attacking Andrew Cuomo because they see that he is not, he's not, he's not they can't protect him anymore. He, he's not protectable anymore. And so you see them jumping on him, the left eating their own once again. And uh, personally, I love it. Karma's great.
0: I love it. I'm enjoying it myself. And look, honestly, as you well know, you can please correct me if you disagree, but while I'm certainly against a man pawing at women like a blind silverback gorilla, that's clearly creepy and not great behavior. I'm a bit more concerned About the thousands of old people who had to drown in their own lung fluid because of Andrew Cuomo. I don't understand this shift into obviously, okay, he's an old creep, uh, that's fine. The guy murdered people, like thousands of them. I don't mean like one little old lady crossing the street that he mowed down like Ted Kennedy. I mean, this guy has thousands of seniors dead because of him, and yet we're focusing on these stupid allegations.
2: I mean, it's a great point that you bring up, and I don't disagree with you. I would just say that the media can't report it that way because it was the media's choice to cover up all of these deaths, yeah. to cover up the nursing home scandal, to you know, uh, you know, run uh, run cover for him, to carry water for him. So you're seeing this happen. And the media is now choosing now that they can discard Andrew Cuomo because, uh, you know, he has done what they've wanted. He was able to be their hero while President Trump was able to be their villain. Now that President Trump is gone, they've gotten what they wanted from him, and now they can discard him. And I think that that's what we see them doing, is that now they're able to, you know, actually... Try to do a little bit of journalisming. I wouldn't say it's a lot, but I would say that, you know, they've gone back to seeing who can get the highest ratings, who can get the clicks. And uh, as we can see, Andrew, Andrew Cuomo is expendable, just like I think they all are at the end of the day after the left has gotten their way, which is they were able to defeat, however you'd like to uh, define that, President Trump.
0: Sarah, do you think he goes down for it? Because I do not. I I think the guy's too wired in. That's the way New York works. I say he weathers this storm and comes out of it the other side.
2: You know what? Um, I actually, I think he may go down for it this time around only because the only reason that people are actually looking into this in the first place is that we see this conflict of interest with the New York Attorney General, Letitia James, who really has aspirations of taking Andrew Cuomo's seat? So when you have someone in that position of power in his state, I think it's really hard to uh, to see how this goes unnoticed, to see how this goes, you know, uh, without Andrew Cuomo finally going down for something. Because if it's not this, it's going to be something else. She has her eye on him. She wants his job. And as we know, the left doesn't have the morals to prevent them from doing whatever they can do uh, to make sure that they get what they want. And so, uh, you know, I'm hopeful. I think Andrew Cuomo should have gone down obviously a long time ago for his handling of COVID. Um, But I'm hopeful that finally, if not the Clintons, at least one of the Cuomos can get their karma in the end.
0: All right. I'm not hopeful. This this brightens, brightens, sunny, Sarah. I'm not used to this at all. But switching <laughs> gears here, see, we men can multitask too. I wanted to ask you about HR1. Here's just a couple points from HR1. It would federalize and micromanage the election process, imposing unnecessary and unwise and unconstitutional mandates. It would reverse the decentralization of the American election process, an essential protection of our liberty and freedom. And. It would implement nationwide the worst changes in election rules that occurred in 2020 and further damage or eliminate basic security protocols. I have been told from people inside the DC Beltway that HR 1 virtually guarantees a Democrat win for the rest of eternity. Can Republicans stand up to it?
2: Uh, I, I'm not sure that Republicans can stand up to anything. So I'm not willing to come out and say the Republicans actually can stand up to it. But I would say that if there was going to be anything the that the Republicans should be standing up to to protect the American people, it should be h r one. You know, uh, the name of the bill is uh, for for the People which when that's coming from the Democrat Party, you have to know that when they say for the people, they mean for themselves. Uh, they have not, not been a party of the people in a very, very long time. So there are numerous, numerous problems with this bill. Uh, I know that, that you alluded to them just, just a second ago, but it's very interesting to see them double down on all of the tactics that got them their way in this election. You know, they're expanding the mail-in. They don't want voter ID. So somehow you can have an ID, you have to have an ID requirement to do things like get on a plane to get married, uh, you know, to have the government recognize your marriage, but not in order to do something as important as vote. So I think that anyone that was concerned with the way that uh, the 2020 election went down and the things, the tactics that the Democrats implemented in order to make sure that they had ballot harvesting, that they were able to get their outcome should be extremely scared about this uh, because I agree with you. I think that if this passes, I'm not sure that we see another Republican in power in a very, very, very long time, if ever
0: sir we've been talking a lot about the air fingers quote civil war going on in the gop right now which i i've argued that it's not much of a civil war there's a few elites in dc who are standing against pretty much the entire rest of the party but i argue it's a healthy thing most of the losers are going the jeff flake way they're getting primary they're getting bounced out of office We're, we're, we're shedding all the dead weight i mean we have a few holdovers but i think all this is good what's wrong with having a good fight
2: I mean, I, I would tend to agree with you. I wish that this wasn't happening at the same time that we were fighting for the soul of our entire country. It would be much better to uh, to have to fend off all of these Republican establishment members to all, all of these people who are not actually interested in liberty, uh, but more interested in themselves. It would be much easier to fend all of this off if we weren't fighting for, you know, the soul of our country against socialism. So... At the heart of what you're saying, I agree with you. I just feel like it's very difficult to fight both of those battles at the same time. I'm hopeful that we can do it, but I mean, you know, it it is the uh, it is the GOP establishment, and we have seen uh, that they are they're not great at fighting battles. So we'll see. But um, I'm trying. See, I'm trying to stay optimistic to make up for you.
0: I can tell. All this sunshine, (laughs) honestly, I should have brought my say I should have brought my shades to the show today, Sarah. All right. Lastly. (laughs) Donald Trump, I have said before, I do not want him running again in 2024. Very happy with the job he did four years. Had some problems. I've been vocal about him, but don't want him to run again. I think we need to learn from him, but run somebody new. What say you?
2: Yeah, I I actually agree. And, you know, I am of the opinion that Donald Trump himself does not want to run. Donald Trump loves the talk that he is going to run in 2024. He loves the idea that he gets to be the leader of this party until he passes the torch to someone else. But I can't imagine this man who just you know, went through the last four years being hammered by the left the way that he was, I can't imagine him wanting to do that again. I think if you're Donald Trump, you look at this and you go, okay, really I've won. If I have the Republican party eating out of my hands and I get to say, you know what, I could win again, but I'm going to instead pass it to someone else. I think that really he gets the best of both worlds if he does that then he doesn't have to deal with it another four years he can go out and live his life as a private citizen Um, and I think that he's gonna do that I I just don't think that he has any interest and if he does I would question his sanity at this point because he's much better off living as a you know a private citizen maybe doing some GOP consulting for the people who want it Uh, but that's I don't think that he has aspirations in 2024
0: Sarah Gonzalez, everybody. The news and why it matters on the blaze. Thank you, Sarah.
2: Thank you. All
0: right. We're not finished. Not by a long shot. Hang on. There's creepy, and then there's what I'm about to show you. And no, obviously, I'm not talking about Kira Davis, editor-at-large of Red State, who's coming up here in a second. But before I bring her in, I want you to see this. This is an actual video. This is not a parody. From the Los Angeles Unified School District. A video they're putting out to parents and children about an app they have. I want you to listen to the language. I want you to pay attention to the bright, sunny music in the background telling you, please just get tested. Just answer a few questions. That's your pass and your way back into society. Introducing
2: Daily Pass, your exclusive ticket for safely going back to school. Each week, you can schedule your free on-campus COVID test. The results are displayed in your Daily Pass. And if you choose to take your test off campus, you can post the results in your Daily Pass. And the moment vaccinations are available, you'll simply be able to schedule yours through your daily pass. But the real magic is your daily health check. Just answer a few simple health questions every day, and like magic, your entrance ticket
0: appears. Welcome back.
1: Welcome to school. So, how did it go?
0: Dad, I have to admit, I was scared at first, but then I felt so safe. It was so good to be back. Thanks for keeping me safe. I love you so much. Joining me now to discuss that absolute horror film and other things is Kira Davis. Kira, I honestly it takes a lot to creep me out because I don't have a soul of any kind, but that made my skin crawl. I I, I, <laughs> I <know. laughs> I know, I know. Hold on. Before, look, when someone first said it to me, I had my radio producer check it out because I would not air right. it because I, I was sure it had to be right. a parody of a it creepy a thing. That's real.
1: It's, I said the same thing. I'm like, this is a parody. Let me go check this out. Like, just this is conservatives getting nutty or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, and I live in California. I should know that this is, you know, that we are beyond parody here in this state by now. But that is... It's shocking, and then coupled with news this week that we've heard um, that uh, they want to ban Dr. Seuss books, right? Coupled with that, that I mean, I do, I, Jesse, I do words for a living, <laughs> and I'm speechless. Coupled with that, this feels like a nightmare dystopia that we are that we are just marching forward into. It is absolutely insane. You know, I spent last weekend away at CPAC in Florida, and the number one topic of conversation, believe it or not, wasn't Trump. He was the second topic of conversation. The number one topic of conversation at CPAC was opening schools. This is a big deal everywhere I went. I went, I'd went. walk through the hallway and just hear people sitting and eating lunch and chatting and or people in front of me listening to their conversations as, as I'm walking behind them. Every single conversation was about opening schools. And nobody said we need to open schools with this dystopian sort of check-in process where all our data <laughs> is, is mined every day. People are ready to just send their kids back to school. We've proven it safe. I don't know what LAUSD's point with this. Is. I'm not exactly sure what their end game is
0: here. Well, Kira, it's fine. Just look, just answer a few questions and we'll issue you a pass that will allow your child into school. I don't know what's creepy about that.
1: You know what? Why don't y'all teachers answer a few questions? How about that? Why don't y'all start <laughs> yes. answering some questions? Talk about me. Really? I need to answer some questions as a parent. I'm not sending my kid back to an environment that I think is going to kill him. I, I love my kid. I love my kid more than LAUSD does. How about you all answer some questions? How about you all check off every day? Am I a logical human being? Do I have critical thinking skills? Do I understand the U.S. Constitution? Am I tolerant? How about you all teachers have answered those questions every single day before you go in the classroom? Sick of these people trying to tell you work for us. You work for mm-hmm. us. We don't work Pira, for you. you know what? what' don't work for you. Is not a privilege to be in school. We pay our taxes for you guys to teach our kids, and you're not teaching our kids. I've had enough of these jokers.
0: Kira, I, I... It's easy for me. I mean, I know everybody thinks I know everything, especially you do. And for the most part, that's obviously true. But what I can't figure out is where this goes in four years because there's not going to be a check on this. Republicans are not in control of any part of our culture, not a single part of it. They're not in control of the government. These people are communists. Like I've been trying to scream to everybody forever. They're cultural Marxists. They're not going to slow down because communists never slow down. So people are either going to have to move or be totally screwed. And that's easy for me to say as I sit in Texas. There are people in situations all over this country between job and family and such. They can't just pack up and move. How does it work out for them? These people are going to live in, I mean, lack of a better way to put it, hell by the time this four years is done.
1: Well, I think we're seeing a boiling point here jesse in california because because there are parents who are saying look i've done everything you've asked me to do where we've got even vaccines coming like we really are on the downside of this pandemic by every measurement and yet the teachers unions are still pulling this the parents are no longer behind the teachers unions by my measure of things and i think the unions have overplayed their hands it may take us longer to get there than it would say in texas and that's just because of the climate here in california but i i'll tell you what i have heard from parents democrats liberal conservative uh, republicans of all stripes who have said i've had enough my kid is safe to go back to school there's no reasons why if i can go work at the grocery store if my business can be open if my kid can go to the daycare center you know, my kid can go back to school. So I think what's happening here is the California teachers unions don't realize how many people are about to leave, how many people are already leaving. And if they want to push this agenda, the public school population is about to tank. It's already tanked. I think, I think some of the estimates so far, and I think these are very conservative estimates, saying that we've lost about 30,000 to 40,000 students from the public school system here in California. Yes. I think it's more. I think it's more than that, actually. I would say that's, just in my county alone but it's really hard to get see, accurate um education numbers here from the government
0: see between that and women leaving the workforce this coronavirus thing is a dream come true for me here i've <laughs> never had so much fun in my life but listen i do a lot of there's a lot of talk about ron DeSantis. you were at cpac i'm going to play this little clip for everybody here's here's heavy d
2: we are an o- oasis of freedom in a nation that's suffering in many
1: parts of the country under the yoke of oppressive lockdowns. We look around in other parts of our country, and in far too many places, we see schools closed, businesses
2: shuttered, and lives destroyed. And while so many governors over the
0: last year have kept locking people down, Florida lifted people up. Sarah, while I'm not sure I want to export that man to the federal government if he's thinking about running for president, I think the states are more important, especially now. You were at CPAC. What's the buzz about Heavy D?
1: Everybody loved him. He came in second behind Trump in the the, uh, straw polls. Uh, Of course, it was expected that he was going to receive a warm welcome, but it was much more than that. And I just think I agree with you, Jesse. Sometimes we always want to project our good politicians into the federal field because we're so desperate for good federal leadership. And we forget that we do kind of need good people in the Senate. We need good people in Congress and, and governing these states. But what people like about DeSantis is what people have liked about Trump and what I saw still very much alive this past weekend at CPAC, which is people like somebody who's going to stand up for the people, who's going to stand up to the media narrative. And that's what DeSantis has done with his COVID uh, restrictions and and what and the way the media has painted what Florida is. He has stood up to them. Now, being in Florida this weekend, particularly in Orange County, which from my understanding is one of the most liberal counties in the state they still had a mask mandate but everything else was open everything i mean florida is a model of how we should be dealing with this the conference felt safe there were thousands of people there i never once questioned whether or not my health was in danger um i'm back i'm a little hoarse and my blood is still kind of drying up some of the whiskey that i've consumed all weekend but besides that i'm (laughs) perfectly fine, perfectly healthy. DeSantis has has, has uh, really stirred up a lot of excitement because he is Trump-like. Seeing Trump on the stage this past weekend, Jesse, made me realize what a powerhouse he still is in the Republican Party. The GOP, which you've seen backing up a little, right? Backtracking a bit this week and, and last week. The GOP is doing themselves a great disservice if they think they're going to purge the Trump wing of, of the party, and in fact, Trump made sure this weekend to uh, let everybody know that he was going to become a kingmaker, and the GOP better start watching out for the people he endorses. So, Desantis is he a player for the on the federal scene for 2024? Absolutely, at this point, he is. And I think it's just because he didn't bow to the media narrative. He hasn't made one apology. He has stood his ground for the decisions he's made for his state, and the proof bears it out. The proof is in the pudding. His state is one of the most successful in the union. Jesse, think about how crazy this is about to become. With California schools still closed, with most blue states still closed with their education programs, entertainment is still closed, public events are still closed. The seat of culture and entertainment in this country is about to shift to two states, Texas and Florida, the states that blue state folks hate the most and think are the biggest redneck hick states Those are the states that are about to become the seats of education and culture. So you said earlier, Jesse, what happens in four years? Where do we go in four years? And I I know there's a lot to be nervous about, but I think there are some things that are going to be very interesting and, and is going to shift the cultures in ways we do not expect because this cultural shift between who's open and who's not is happening right now. We won't feel the results of that for years to come.
0: Kira, I have to be honest, somehow I always knew wherever I was would become the seat of culture and education in America. This, this is the least surprising thing okay. in the will
1: we'll, Okay. We'll, we'll see. We'll see about that, Jesse. So.
0: Kira Davis, everybody. Thank <laughs> you, ma'am. We'll be right back. sometimes you come across the video on the internet that's too good to keep to yourself i came across this one last night In full disclosure i'm only going to play about 45 seconds of it but it's two minutes long i sat and laughed like an idiot until i had tears coming down my face am i a good person for that no no but here it is and if i measure the voltage at the output Old microwave oven can last much longer than a bright disk. The power would be 400 times less wasted on f***ing wires. Uh, they have the CD power line, both of them are exactly at 120 volt AC. Capacitor across the mic. Power supply can generate 20 volts, Hundred feet. Measuring the AC voltages at the input. <laughs> now we'll have high voltages. <laughs> obviously, there's a wrong connection.
2: <laughs>
1: to kickstart the arc. Uh-huh. Let's measure the
2: current too. It's not making a good contact. You can safely plug
0: them in. (laughs) Let's turn it on. (laughs) What did I do? (laughs) How how is that guy still alive? (sighs) Alright, grow up. I'll see you tomorrow. Dot org. 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to its programs. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse.